This is Bookmarked and Busy, part of the Geeky Waffle Network. Welcome to Bookmarked and Busy, a podcast where I, a fanfic reader, talk to many people in the fanfic community about all aspects of fanfiction. Uh, if you're here, I'm under the assumption that you are curious about all these things as well, so welcome. Uh, please remember that this is an 18-plus podcast, and check the show notes for any trigger warnings, content warnings. Uh, my name's Ren, I'm your host, and um, I'm not sure if you caught the intro, it changed a little bit. Normally I say fanfic writers, but um, we're making some changes. I've got some really cool guests lined up that want to talk about what they do, and they don't write. Um, <laughs> I got some uh, audio um, uh, recorders, I guess, voice actors who record uh, audio for fan fiction, which is really cool. Um, and I even have some people that run conventions and all that cool stuff. So um, we're going to have some uh, wi- a wide variety of new people on and, and doing different types of things. But uh, anyway, <laughs> I am here with my guest and I'm going to have her introduce herself to you guys. Uh, hello there. I'm Random Brooks uh, on Twitter and on AO3, I'm Dr. Roslyn. I mainly write, uh, I read a lot of fan fiction, uh, and I also write a fair amount, uh, mainly at this point, Raylo, a lot of Raylo. Uh, and then also uh, Battlestar Galactica, Han Leia, uh, and then I, Dark Lena, uh, and I dabble in some other fan fiction as well. That's awesome. I have not had a Battlestar Galactica um, writer on yet, so that's going to be pretty cool to talk about. <laughs> um so yeah let's kind of roll into it um i found you like okay so i always like to look through authors entire like backlog on ao3 to see if there's anything that i've read because nine times out of ten i have read something but i just don't know like people's names um or like you know twitter names versus ao3 names um so when I pulled up yours. There's actually two that I read <laughs> that I really enjoyed. Um, and they're both Raylo. Uh, the first one being the, were- the Werewolf of Miss Nemo, which is, I think, the first one I read from you that I absolutely loved. <laughs> and then um, A Favor Bestowed, also great. So um, I'm just curious. We'll talk about those. But um, I usually like to ask first, um, what got you into fan fiction, like both reading and then writing? I was, so Battlestar Galactica, I'm a huge Rosalind Adama shipper. Huge. Uh, and so I was on that, that fandom is largely on live journal. A lot of it's on live journal. So I was on live journal for a while. I was writing fan fiction and uh, I saw that the live journals kind of, unfortunately going away so i started looking at ao3 just about the time the lockdowns were kind of in the air and so i'd requested sort of an invite and as luck would have it at that point i also fell head first into raylo uh and raylo on ao3 is insanely amazing so yes. <laughs> I, you just once you start you just keep going mm-hmm. uh so it's absolutely incredible and so that uh, the difference I found was with Raylo because I found Raylo on Twitter and AO3 sort of concurrently. So there's a lot of interplay and a lot of 
you're talking about what you're doing on Twitter and then you're reading on an AO3 and then there's a lot of intersection and it works, it sort of explodes. Uh, and it just encouraged me to write more and more and more and more. And then on top of that, <laughs> we were all staying in our houses for two years. Right. I spent a lot of time reading fan fiction and a lot of time writing fan fiction. Uh, so it all, all sort of came together. Um, yeah, so it's sort of my my fan fiction journeys can started and continues with Battlestar Galactica, but sort of took on an extra level with Raylo. Uh, mm -hmm. And Raylo's just so amazing. How could it not? Right. Yeah, it's it's uh, you're right in that once you start you cannot stop <laughs> and i've said it before like i i'm on ao3 uh, like every day sometimes multiple times a day just like refreshing because i'm like there's there's updates and there's uh like new things to start reading and there's never a dull moment there's always something and it's just like i like it i like being fed like good content so <laughs> i'm always like yes a new one give me give me give me um so when did you start writing raylo was it um obviously i mean i feel like a lot of us readers and writers were like in that film franchise but like at what point did you lock eyes and you're like yes <laughs> i um so i'm a trot Raylo, um, which is, it's, it's funny. Cause like I, I saw Tross and I was really confused. Mm. <laughs> so I watched last Jedi to try and make sense of it. Mm. Because the, surely plot points must continue. <laughs> and then, um, so I was watching last Jedi and I saw the throne mm -hmm. battle and it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I was sort of looking into Raylo. I didn't know what Raylo was. I didn't know, didn't know anything about it to be honest and then I started reading a couple of articles and then I was on Twitter and then um they mentioned this thing called fan fiction and so I oh okay like I know fan fiction uh so then I started reading because when you're jumping into a new fandom you don't know who the authors are you don't right. know like it's very different <laughs> from Battlestar Galactica fan fiction it's very different mm -hmm. uh and so and also it was also new to AO3 with the rating system. So all of that was new. So basically what I started was I started reading one author and she's incredible. Um, I hope I got the pronouns right. And uh, then I went through all their bookmarks and read everything that they had read and then just started reading. Like you go to the top of the page, re-refresh mm -hmm. and <laughs> find what you like. And then you, for me, it's authors. I subscribe to authors. So mm -hmm. my inbox is just packed full. <laughs> it's great. And then, yeah, and then you read and then you, and then on Twitter, it became a uh, much more recommendation game and a much more, not promotion game, but, ooh, somebody has this new one out. Someone has this one new one out. Oh, I could read that. Oh, I could try that. Oh, this author looks good. That sort of thing. So mm -hmm. I just fell into it and then it just kind of grew and grew and grew. That's really cool. I see. I'm really late to the Raylo Twitter experience. I only just found found it like not even two two months ago, maybe. Um, when I was like, <laughs> I started making fanfic merch for my shops. So it's like, uh, like I know that these two authors are kind of floating around Twitter. I wonder if there's like more. And so like, once I got into it, I was like, oh, this is great. <laughs> like finding out about 
uh, text fix for the first time. And then, yeah, like so good. You guys are just so talented. Um, and, and like, you know, like you were saying, recommendations and, um, people who post their works in progress, like there's so much even outside of AO3 that like, you know, that you can get from Twitter and I just, I find that so nice that, <laughs> that like, even if I'm not on AO3 and I'm just on Twitter, you guys are like, here's one, here's one, here's my new one. Here's this one. You know? <laughs> it's amazing. They're amazing. Yeah. Um, and then they also, um, I'm sure cause you're on, you're getting to know it, but, um, Raylo prompts, uh, mm. so, so there's Raylo prompts and there's Raylo SSS and there's Raylo, like there's so many, not even like not the author ones, but just like. Twitter accounts that are promoting and boosting and the text fix com uh, collection and this collection. And so it's, it's like all just whatever you could ever want. <laughs> it's mm -hmm. all they're waiting for you. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, and overwhelming isn't like the word I want to use. And even if it was, it's like in a good way. Um, but it's just, it's, uh, it's so nice. I like it. It's like, it's my home. It's my little comfort bubble. So, and I love talking to all you guys about it. Cause it's like, it's my people. Like you guys understand. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mentioned before the two fix of yours that I read. Um, I found the, the werewolf of Miss Nima first, and I feel like I repeat myself so much when I say this, but it's like, when I was dabbling into ABO and like um, uh, trying to dip my toes in that, uh, alternatively, you find <laughs> no, no, I'm not going to put it gently, the monster fucking tag. <laughs> and so there's like, <laughs> there's, there's always some cool things within there. And I don't turn my brain off to any topic. So when I read that one, um, I was like, oh, this isn't, this is not AVO. This is not what I've read so far. This is like legitimately a werewolf <laughs> and a human. And I find that interesting. So how, like, how did this story come about? If you don't mind sharing and, and like, yeah, yeah, let's start there. How did you, how did you come up with this story? <laughs> so on uh, so, uh, Twitter, um, one of my mutuals, uh, Dueling Axis, who is amazing and incredible, and her prompts are just like insanely good. She had prompted this prompt um, that basically um, Kylo or Ben is a werewolf, and it's just really inconvenient for Ray, who's his assistant, because you always he always tends to go missing because <laughs> he's off hunting prey or whatever the case may be and so i think her exact prompt was like or one of her follow-ups she's like it's just so annoying they're on a retreat he's like i missed four meetings already where the hell is this guy like come on mm -hmm. like, get it together and meanwhile he's a werewolf and he's trying to like <laughs> so i took that mm -hmm. and then um i hope i did justice to her prompt i know she she's very appreciative so uh, like she enjoys it but I took that and I just made it super, super soft <laughs> because we'd started talking on Twitter and I, what I often do when I'm writing is I'll see a prompt that I'm interested in or a concept that I'm interested in. And then you either quote tweet or you respond with just either continuation of the story or what if this, or what if that, or what if this? Um, so with that one, I think my brain just went super soft and just went, you know, like he's a werewolf. He's going to be naked because, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. we're 
shredded the clothing. So yeah. Um, he's going to need protein. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's gonna be because he's Kylo and I tend I was going very soft at that moment but I'm like basically I think my continuation was she um, he she finds out and he's standing there and he's naked and he's embarrassed and he doesn't want to he feels embarrassed for her that he's like displaying his nakedness to her uh -huh. <laughs> and meanwhile so he's all ashamed and shy and abashed and meanwhile she's like covering him with a cloak to keep him warm and she's feeding him pepperoni sticks <laughs> and so it's just very much a care and comfort mm. um, and it's super 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 soft the prompt um sometimes i'm like i could have gone a little bit more but they're just so soft and they're so sweet that i i just i couldn't um so then once i started that and then and often like a lot of times i'll post something like that a continuation or uh yeah like mainly continuation or what if or what if and then you just put it on twitter and and you enjoy it and you go about your day and you, you forget about it mm -hmm. uh but this particular one just kept hanging around in my brain and hanging around in my brain and hanging around so i thought okay well you know like i'll write maybe like a one shot just to get it out of my brain just to get explore this dynamic a little bit and it's really weird because normally at that point i would write a chapter and then let it go and then come back to it and write the next chapter and let it go and i have sort of like a general idea of where it was going to go but i didn't know totally uh whereas with this one i sat down to write like a one shot or write i just kept going i could just i think the next yeah. I looked up and I had five chapters and they weren't what you see. Like they're not the final, there was a lot of change, <laughs> mm -hmm. but the overall idea, the overall concepts, the overall outline in the first very, very rough draft was all there. Um, and I think I wrote it over a course of two days. Wow. So, like it just like the rough draft just came spilling out. Like I couldn't get a, like I couldn't stop thinking about them. I couldn't stop writing them. I couldn't, I was just, yeah, that just came out. So, and then I had this draft and it's also from his point of view, which is very, and it's E. So it's rated E, but it's from a guy's point of view, <laughs> which I'd never written. So I was mm -hmm. struggling with that, but somehow it just, what well, it's not even a struggling. I came up to the section where I wanted it to go. And I thought I could change point of view. I could fade to black. I could, but I didn't even need to like it. It's like, literally it just all came spilling out. I didn't even have to worry about it. Um, and I just remember what in the second day or whatever it was. And I, finish it and you like you do the last and i went oh that's weird like it was just that moment of just like oh it's done like it's ready it's done i mean again like first draft but it's very very unusual it just came pouring out like all five chapters the rough draft of everything just out and i and i finished it and i'm like okay like i'm gonna work on that but this is what I want. Like, this is, this is the emotional beats that I want. This is the plot that I want. This is the background that I want. This is most of the dialogue that I want. Mm -hmm. uh, so I just put it to rest. And then, then when I when it comes to posting it, my, um, my toxic trait is that I, I change a lot of things when I post an AO3, I like, I write an AO3. Okay. <laughs> I recommend it. <laughs> 
but I did. <laughs> so then I, I did a lot of changes and I just expanded, like it's mainly expanded. Like at that point, once I've had the first draft, a lot of it comes down to expanding, 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 expanding. Um, and even in when I was hitting, before I was hitting post in AO3, I was expanding and expanding and finally, oh, okay, like hit post, let's go. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what happens. Um, so yeah, so it's, I was very happy with it. It came out very well. Um, I wrote it, I wrote the first draft over two days, but then the final one, I think it was probably like a month or so. So okay. It's kind of, cause again, like, so I would post the first chapter and then I'd leave the rest. Like I didn't touch it at all. And then, um, I usually post once a week. Um, and if it's like a long running story, I usually post like one update a month or so one update a week, sorry, a month. So I, cause I, I, um, so I'm not explaining this very well. I stagger them, my whips. Gotcha. Okay mainly because my brain <laughs> needs the like if i get stuck on one i need to work on several whips at a time so if i get stuck on one then i can always turn to a different one mm. and stop um so anyway so i i think it was probably over the course of several months that i would post the final piece um i did not expect i mean it was glorious i did not expect the reaction that i got um and it was just so wonderful and so nice um and i'm really happy with the final result but it was just it's just insane that it just it just came pouring out like it just yeah yeah it was fun that was a good one i mean the it's well it's like well deserved it's a really good story and again that was like me discovering abo but then finding this whole other subsection of like werewolves and 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 such and um i think like now that I'm on AO3 more, I've definitely read a lot more. Um, uh, I, I guess it, they could classify as like dub dubcon sort of non-con in the realm of monster fucking. But like this one is so like like you said, it's, it's so soft, and you're like, oh, <laughs> you know, like he's yeah, he's a werewolf, and like she falls in love with him, and like yeah, that's a monster fucking happens but like it's very cute like, it gives you the <laughs> if you look at the text on that one it says i think i put something like um it's technically monster fucking but it's so soft <laughs> yeah yes yeah yeah that's exactly what it is you're just like the like the premise catches you off guard but then once you read it you're just like oh but that was good you just want to like tuck that one in your pocket that's kind of like how i felt like that that ben kylo was very cute you wrote him very well um so i loved hearing your writing process because um a lot of people that i've talked to so far do like the whole outline situation and it was the yours is the first time where you someone said that they actually write in ao3 which i didn't know is a like you shouldn't do is it just because like there's a higher risk of it being deleted or yeah <laughs> oh, okay. the problem writing an ao3 well they it depends on what you're writing if you're writing a one shot and i tempted fate um if you're writing a one shot you have a month before it gets deleted like you have to mm. so there's that <laughs> so i wouldn't recommend that and i don't um, and then, sorry, and then if you're doing it chapter wise, 
yeah, there's a, if your computer crashed, which has happened to me or like I've lost power or whatever, then there is a very high probability that whatever you wrote is like gone. <laughs> so, wow. So generally I don't, it's just, for me, it's so hard to push the final button to post. And so I really, I played before with like finicking it. I write in Microsoft Word for the most part. And so I played before with making it perfect and making every, because in the process for my process at a certain point, it's like every word, every comma, every semicolon, is this right? Is this right? Is this right? Is this right? So I played with that before, but what happens is I'll play with it and then I'll upload it to AO3 and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. We're good. We're good to go. Let's go post. All I have to do, copy, paste, post, and then I'll put it in. And then, of course, it comes up, which is great, but it comes up with all the spelling suggestions, whatever. So you go through that. And then while I'm doing that, I'm like, well, I'll just adjust this and <laughs> that. And maybe if I just change this a little. Um, so at a certain point, I always end up with a little, like a little. Um, and so that's mainly the way it happens, which is great. I have had it happen where I'll put it in AO3. I'm pretty happy with it. We'll get it done. And then I start going through it and I'm like, no, I got to move this section here. And this paragraph isn't clearly in the wrong place. And this sentence makes no sense. And like, and so, um, <laughs> and so then uh, I, I have done it in AO3 where I've done all the significant changes. Uh, and again, it's fine as long as nothing happens and you can save it. Um, but I <laughs> something does happen you're kind of out of luck uh and i do know people who've lost like drafts oh man so yeah you definitely want to avoid that so but yeah so it's sort of my toxic the other thing is that i'd really like to use a beta and it's something that i, I like moving forward in the future i'd like to do mm -hmm. but uh if i'm writing an ao3 i can't really do that <laughs> right and then also, like, I'd have to be strong enough and brave enough to trust someone to, like, read. It's one thing when you're reading it online and people are commenting. It's another thing when they're, when it's one person and they're reading your stuff and they're saying, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm not brave enough for that yet. So. Have you worked with a, you haven't worked with a beta reader before? I haven't. I've done, al okay. I think they're called alpha readers. So mm -hmm. someone to bounce ideas off of um scream frustrations at okay venting that sort of thing that i've done uh beta reader again it depends i've been a beta reader um and it depends on what you're looking for in a beta reader but yeah no i haven't been brave enough to try that interesting um i've not talked to anyone about beta reading yet so um how how does that process work? Do you, does someone send you their work and then you're just sort of like the a second pair of eyes to like make corrections, or do you also get to make full on suggestions and like plot changes? <laughs> it really depends, I think, on the on your relationship with your beta, and that's one of the things um, that I found because I worked in a, as a beta for a few people, and uh, what I've tried to do in both cases uh, is say beforehand um so what are you looking for like do you want me to go through and talk to you about plot uh or do you want me to just go through and check for typos like mm. what what is the expectation what are you looking for um i'm also sometimes i do some copywriting writing for my own 
as my job. Mm-hmm. So I've had that, the advantage I found was that I've actually had those conversations at work. Like, what are you looking for in this case? Are you looking for like, do you want me to put track changes on and change everything? Or do you want me to just look for typos? Mm-hmm. Um, I've done both. Um, and so I've had uh, someone send me like the, it's half a draft with some outline and they'll ask me, you know, go through it. Let me know what you think about the plot points, but also like, should I emphasize this section more? Should I emphasize that section more? And then I've also had it the other way where it's like, can you just go through and check for grammar errors and put track changes on and then they can accept or reject as they choose. Gotcha. Um, so the key I found really is when I've been a beta writer is just being upfront, um, just having the conversation beforehand. Like, what what do you want me to do? Like, I'll do whatever you want, um, but what is it that you're looking for? Okay. That's some that's some good insight that I've not really had before. So I learned something new today. <laughs> um, so moving on to the second pick that of yours that I read, which like sort of, I guess, falls in line with that soft ish <laughs> Ben is um a favorite episode which like I loved reading that I love any fic where uh Rakes like kind of gets to be in charge <laughs> um don't get me wrong I do love Dom Kylo Ben but uh anytime where Ray gets to sort of like flex her uh feralness shall I say <laughs> is a good time so um how did that one come about if you don't mind sharing uh a favor bestowed i think was a fever dream um i'm trying to remember i remember writing it i don't remember much i wrote it in january so it must have come about over the christmas break mm-hmm. i'm trying to remember what the the final the first spark was with a favorite <laughs> bestowed um it's it's quite something um i think i don't i've read a fair amount of well i've read a fair amount of everything but i've read a fair amount of sugar baby sugar daddy i've read a fair amount of um doms um and i i like as you said i love them don't get me wrong like i mm-hmm. always a good time um but I do love a Ray who's in charge. I do love a feral Ray and also a Ray who's like not afraid to be in charge, if that makes sense. Like, I love a Ray who's like, screw it. Um, you're going to do what I say. <laughs> Just enjoy it. Uh, mm-hmm. And of course, I love a Ben who's like, that's fantastic. I love it. Let's do it. Um, so I was writing. Uh, yeah, and it's also, it's one of those things where smut comes to me. I have periods where I can write smut, and I have periods where I can't write smut to save my life. And that particular week, <laughs> I was just, could write smut like you have no clue. Like, I could, <laughs> I don't know what it was for that week. Like, it was just fantastic. So I think I'd had around, I was just playing around with these ideas of a sugar daddy relationship where it's not on the surface everything is a typical sugar daddy relationship like he's a sugar daddy he's providing for her schooling he's paying her she's having sex with him they met at a sugar daddy arrangement site um she's younger 
et cetera, et cetera. Um, but then you take the dynamics and you shift them so that she has all the power. Um, and not even though she has all the power, but it's also, she has, it's explicit that she has mm -hmm. power. Like it's not an under, a lot of Sugar Daddy I've read, which again is fantastic, um, has been sort of an understanding subtext that she has all the power in that. This I wanted to be more explicit. I remember now. Um, so it's an homage to Becca Stan's um, Blower. Um, and she had written, she wrote this phenomenal, amazing, incredible, insanely good, submissive sugar daddy. Um, it's, it's incredible. Um, and then, so I was playing around with the concepts and then I wrote a tiny submissive sugar daddy text fic. Um, and then I saw, and then I think over the break, I decided to just expand on that and play around with the dynamics. Um, because I really love power dynamics and I love fiddling around with power dynamics. Um, mm, so I, okay. a lot of it came from the tag, her tag, which is submissive sugar daddy or submissive sugar daddy Ben Solo or something like that. I'm like, okay, let's play around with this and see what I can do with it. And then it just kind of, <laughs> I don't know what happened. It was like fever dream. It just spilled out. <laughs> and then again, so like all the beats were there, all the emotional beats were there, all the plot lines were there. Uh, so then it was just a question of um, how do I make this good? How do I polish this? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one, that's like, um, so I've always read the two separate. Of, so like, um, I've read Sugar Daddy, Sugar Baby, Kylo Ben's like deeply in charge, or I've read Femme Dombre, but I've never read it together. So that was like the first time I got to experience that dynamic where it's like, in all aspects, Ben Kylo's technically in charge, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Ray's actually in charge. <laughs> Which I think is like my brand, like in the end, Ray's mm. always in charge. And I swear it's canon. Like I swear, like in the end, Ray's yeah. in charge. Um, ben is always, yeah, whether it's Kylo, whether it's Ben, he's always looking at her um, with the hard eyes, like the, so amazing so like struck by her so yeah so even though um he's like because and i think i tried to include some of it like he lives in a penthouse he's rich 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 which is yeah. self which is always fun but on top of that um she's definitely in charge uh and they've made this arrangement um it, it takes i like to take all the power dynamics and it's one of the things i love playing with you take them you take the expectation of them and then you just it's not that you change them or subvert them you just kind of tweak them a little and see let's see what happens if i do this mm -hmm. um and then yeah so i think uh one of the readers when with that one she wears a collar right so like we're doing all the sugar daddy things like it's like if i took a list of all the sugar daddy tropes and put them all in there, which are all great. Yeah. Let's play and see what I can do. Let's see what I can make happen. Um, but hopefully still be 
true to the characters and true to yeah personalities at least a little bit so mm -hmm. yeah it was fun that one was fun yeah that's um that that actually kind of leads me into another question that i that i have um about like tropes and um things that you enjoy writing um are there any other things like that in your works that you sort of like you said that you take the um general premise of like the trope but then you like kind of tweak it a little bit yeah so i did <laughs> i did one abo okay I'm not sure i will ever do it again just because it is i think in that tag i put like the softest omegaverse fic in the history of the omegaverse <laughs> yes it's like super soft um and again i took it and on the surface if you look at the tags and if you look at the summary so ben's the alpha and mm -hmm. he's big and massive and alpha-ish and he presented as an alpha like there's no question he's an alpha raising omega and she's small and delicate and pretty and cute and dainty and she acts in an omega way um but when they're together um both in person like both sexy times and not sexy times um it's actually their personalities determine um what's really going on and what's really going on is yes she's the omega ray is the omega in mm -hmm. terms of uh biology but in terms of personality she's not or well she is but she works outside the home she makes a lot more money than he does she is in charge he is devoted to her he stays at home he takes care of the house he does plants and gardening and he loves being at home and he loves taking care of her and he loves feeding her and he loves cooking and he loves um so it starts out in mid heat um and this is what i love about the omegaverse is that you can do whatever you want with it like mm -hmm. you can and you can take it and like fiddle with it in terms of gender and in terms of expectations and in terms of societal expectations. And you can just switch them and tease them and, and fun, have fun with them. Um, so it starts out like in mid heat and she, when she comes like on the scene, it starts off as a, not typical, but like a, she's mid heat and she wants sex and she's desperate and she's whiny. Uh, and then as the story go about, develops, what I tried to emphasize was, yes, all of that's true. And she's an Omega, but outside of this, like outside of the heat, outside of the specific moment, she's in charge. She, and he loves that she's in charge. Mm -hmm. so he takes care of her during the heat. And part of that is by being in charge because that's what she needs in that moment. But it's whatever she needs in that moment is his emphasis. Uh, and so, and he again is an alpha and he's everything you want an alpha to be, but it doesn't take away from that, that he's very much devoted to his wife, that he's very much devoted to his home, that he gave up a huge career, that he quit, that he's staying home, that he's working for her. Like, yeah, so just taking those dynamics and making them mix a little. And yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. I actually looked it up while you were talking, so I have it in my <laughs> open tabs. I want to read it later. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, in scrolling through your um, like your works, 
um, you're one of the first people that I've had on that has like the widest range of um, like ratings, which okay. I think is really cool. Because <laughs> like I mostly talk to people that have a lot of E and then like some M, but you have like EMG, and I'm like, oh, neat. <laughs> So, um, I guess this is a bit of a multi-part question. Um, what do you enjoy writing the most out of those? And then I, and then the follow-up to that would be, why do you write like across the genre? Is it just that because some stories you think don't really need to have this much and they're just like super duper duper soft or like, yeah. So start first part is <laughs> what's your favorite genre, uh, your favorite rating to write and why? <laughs> I think my favorite writing to write, I think I default and my favorite is M okay. um, because I find with M, the expectation is not, okay, smut is not my forte. I am working on it, <laughs> but it's not my forte. So I, and I find with a lot of the E that I've read and it's just because this fandom is so amazing mm -hmm. that like the E is a lot of the E that I've read is just so insanely good. Like, and so I was struggling with that for a while, um, just in terms of like, should I pump up the E, like pump up the smut? And if it like it comes naturally, sure, great. And favor bestowed is a great, like a great example of that. Like it just came naturally, so it's fine. But for a while, when I started out, because Raylo is so amazing and diverse. And there's a lot of E and there's a lot of really well-written E. And I found that I was pushing myself in ways, like I was trying to write for people, not write mm. for me and not write for my characters. I was just writing, I'm like, well, I got to pump up the smut. Like, this is what people expect. Um, and I did that once or twice and I was really not happy with the result. And so I was like, ah, I don't know, like maybe I just won't write smut. Like if it comes, it comes. If it doesn't come, you know, it's fine, whatever. Um, and then I was reading some M and there's a couple of authors who just do M really, really well. Uh, and so what I like about M is that you have the flexibility. And so the M I've written that I'm pr proud of, it's sensual, but it's not necessarily super explicit. Like it's, it definitely has explicit, um, parts and it can mm -hmm. be explicit, but it it doesn't. I don't know. There's not the expectation I find with just, and again, it, it's entirely my brain. Um, it's not about the readers, not about the other writers. It's just mm -hmm. my brain doesn't expect in me to, I don't know. It just doesn't stress about it. It's like, okay, we're M. Um, we can go sensual. We can go sweet. We can go, it just has a flexibility. Um, so, and some of the, not smut, but some of like the romantic tension uh, that is my favorite um, mm. is is M. Um, and so part of it that, part of it's the storyline, um, part of it's the characters. Some, I've started some stories and I'm like, yeah, we're going to be E. Um, like I think there's one in there that was supposed to be E. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for my readers. It's not E. It's E. <laughs> So the expectations, sorry, <laughs> the story just changed it and it was it just, it just went to M. Um, so part of it's that, um, part of it's just the storyline, part of it's the characters just took over and said, you're going to do this, um, which again, why I like kind of like M, 
this. So you don't like you, you have the flexibility. If I go a little spicier in this sort of section, then it's fine. If I decide not to go a little spicier, then it's, then that's fine too. Mm-hmm. Um, so I find I, the M is like my comfort zone. Having said that, yes, I like I've written a lot of E. I'm very proud of the E that I've written, um, but it's not my like go to go to. Okay, so yeah, that's that makes sense. And do you what for you? Because um, everyone sort of has I, that I'm finding they have their definition of what an M rating looks like to them and then what an E rating looks like to them. But I know that in terms of AO3, sometimes that blurs a little bit. So like you'll have people that say, oh, this should be an E when you physically feel like it's an M. So what for you and your writing defines those like breakdowns of, of ratings? Do you come up like, are they your own or are you kind of basing it off of like what AO3 as a platform deems those ratings? I've never, I really should, I've never really looked at what the ratings are, distinction between uh, E and M. Um, I, I'd probably say like for me, M is not as detailed with smut. Um, it's a little bit more fade to black. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more, um, like a little bit more, not discreet is the wrong word, but it's a little bit more, less, well, less explicit. It's, it's a little bit right. more, it's a little less detailed whereas e can go full on um and some of the writers that i've read and some of my writers who are you know good friends of mine i'm reading their stuff and i'm like this is definitely a and that's amazing yeah um so like i I don't know it's like you know when you see it (laughs) okay um but yeah e is definitely more explicit it's more detailed it's more licking this and touching that and grabbing this and thrusting that and <laughs> um yeah i was gonna say like cock this and pussy this and um yeah and depending with m you can do some of that um but it, it's definitely more prevalent in e um if i i tend to default to e to be safer with some things okay so like i Hopefully, I, I, I think I put the ABO and E. Like, I would tend to think ABO is E. Um, because a lot of what makes ABO, ABO is the sex, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's very, it's like a key central part. Um, where if I'm writing a story that's more, like, I'm thinking of Ashes, um, which is my 1960s fic. Um, so that the sex is there, but it's not the central part of the story. It's Gotcha. So that's, yeah, sorry, that doesn't really answer your question, but that's sort no, of- No, it does, yeah. But it. Yeah, that, okay, that makes sense. Because I've had a conversation on a previous episode where um, uh, we were talking about, uh, maybe it's not like the sex per se, but it's just maybe the content where it's like, maybe it deals with um, drug abuse or maybe it deals with, you know, something that would technically- be ex- explicit to talk about in the real world but maybe it's not so much like straight fucking it's just like this topic is really heavy and i'm putting this here as a warning to like <laughs> so that's a, yeah like, it's very it could be like if you're going to talk about um i mean it depends and it depends on the author but like right 
addiction issues or mm. if it's sexual abuse issues, then I would definitely like, yeah, E is, yeah, like it definitely, okay. um, like maybe M, but I, I probably write like something that heavy, you would probably um, default to E just to be safe. Like I find E yeah. is a safe. If I have any question about, I think it was Empress of the Lost. I had planned to have, I wasn't sure whether I was going to have smut in that or not. And it's a character driven story and it's a family driven story. So probably not, but the characters were really kind of getting to each other. <laughs> they were a little horny. So yeah. they might go there. So then I put in an E. Um, just to, okay. Just to be safe. Um, that sounds like a good practice. <laughs> it's kind of, it's also like tagging. I, when it comes to tagging, I just over tag. Because I'm like, mm. but let's just throw that in there just in case. Just in case. Like I, I would never want to hurt somebody by not by putting it in M when or T when it should be E or not enough. So just to be safe, let's just throw that in there. That that makes sense. Yeah. I I see what I see what you mean in that because you know it's just like to cover your own ass. <laughs> because yeah, I, I like in previous conversations again, you know, they've had people message them and saying like, hey, this really should shouldn't it be tagged this, it should be tagged this and should go here. So I guess yeah. like to avoid the potential of having that just Put it there. <laughs> yeah. Just stick it in there. Yeah. 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 That's that's smart. Um, so on the flip side of things, as a reader, because I know that sometimes reading tastes is a lot different from what you write. Do you find that that's the case for you, or do you sort of gravitate to the same things that you write? Like, or do you read a lot more um heavier stuff because you you're okay with reading it, but like you wouldn't write it? Um, there's a lot of stuff that I'm okay with reading that I wouldn't necessarily write. Um, mm -hmm. that's not a, so much a rating as it's a content. Yes. Yeah. Um, so rating wise, um, one of my favorite fics of all time, absolutely insane, amazing, I think is a tea. Uh, oh, okay. and it's, uh, it's called without remorse. Kylo basically surrenders and he, he's like, do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Like, kill me. I'm fine. Whatever. Um, but I just got to be with Ray. And that's literally like, and it's a tea and it's emotional and it's sweet and it's soft, but also like heartbreaking. Mm. It's a tea. Um, and then there's also um, like G can be heartbreaking um, depending on what it is. Uh, mm -hmm. So I tend to read more E just because the authors I'm reading, because I really do. <laughs> so when I find an author I like or a story I like, I just hit subscribe to author. Okay. <laughs> go into my inbox. And I just, yeah. So it, the authors I tend to write or tend to read tend to be E, M slash E. Um, so then I tend to read more M slash E. But having said that, I also read a lot of canon verse, which tends to be more T slash G. So okay. yeah, like tagging wise, it's not really an issue. Content wise, I'm a little bit more careful. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't, I will read just about anything <laughs> and, and not for a lot, not for like, uh, not because of like, I'm like, I always say like I read everything because one I'm I'm fascinated by fan fiction as a whole because you guys come up with such good stories and like such good 
like it's just <laughs> every day I log onto that app and I'm just like, there's something new that I've not read. Yeah. Or there's something new in a trope that I love, but like it's it's never well, the same. And then <laughs> and and do like do I personally think that I would want non-concept to happen to me? Not at all. But I'm fascinated by the idea of reading non-con and like writing non-con because it's like where does it come from and i feel like i say this every episode but it's true it's like every day i read something that's tagged that and i'm just like instant click because i want to read it and then on the flip side i'm like how'd you get here so like every time <laughs> it's, it's 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 fascinating and um i can't imagine myself writing that so i probably wouldn't wouldn't ever write anything like that but reading it i'm like i will eat it up just give it to me but like <laughs> so i guess that kind of leads into the next question that i like to ask is like um are there any fix of yours uh that mirror anything that's like a personal thing or like a real life situation um i I'm finding that there's always something that an author is like, this has happened to me and I wanted to write about it. Or um, I was going through this personally while I was writing this and it was helping me figure out, you know, this. And um, as a reader, I think that's really cool. Cause it's like, you get to feel a little bit more like uh, a personal relationship uh, in a way as, as much as it, it can be parasocial <laughs> with with an author because it's just like oh wow like this is something that you know speaks to you or or you can actually speak on because of x y and z um is, is there anything like that for you and your um in your works i'm trying to think um in terms of there's nothing so like my battlestar galactica is a lot of it's uh, I have an international relations background, so a lot of it's international relations based. Uh, Raylo, I think that probably the closest, there's nothing specific, although I did write one at the beginning of my career, which I'm not, which I'm not totally happy with, but I wrote one that's like an homage to the city I live in, um, okay. like streets and the, the, uh, the sports team and yeah. the, like Canadian flag and that sort of thing. I think probably more it's a case of like I what I love about the Star Wars series um, is the family dynamic, the the interpersonal family dynamic, intergenerational. Um, Anakin, Leia, Ben, uh, particularly Leia and Ben, uh, and then Leia's background with you know being adopted and and all that and finding out later, et cetera, et cetera. So I think a lot of what I what seeps in is family dynamics. Mm -hmm. I like to explore family dynamics, like, and I like to explore. So like, Ray Palpatine, I freaking hate mm -hmm. in Canada, <laughs> but it's a very useful tool if you want to look at family dynamics. Yeah, um, and so I've written more than one. Um, that specifically looked at family dynamics and gender in terms of expectations of she's a girl and like what do you have a relationship you have with your grandfather mm -hmm. girl um, and yeah so sort of that I think would probably be the closest other than 
technical things, um, mm -hmm. you know, international relations, Toronto, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, it's more like it's the family dynamics that tend to seep through. So, and again, uh, if you look at ashes, there's family dynamics. What's the situation? What's the expectation? What's the relationship? Uh, and what's the relationship in terms of your, the way you grew the way you turn out as a person versus the way your parents or grandparents wanted you to turn out as a person. Mm. Um, so those are themes like I really find interesting. Uh, and so those are the themes I, I tend to explore a lot. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Family dynamics is, um, something that I think the star Wars me like Star Wars franchise in general <laughs> has a lot that you could like deep dive into there. Um, and I, I personally, um, like if I, if we're talking family dynamics and in, in terms of what I read, I feel like I relate a lot to the, to the, the, uh, it's like, I really, I really let like sort of like Ben in a way, um, not, not for like the fact that my parents like, uh, they're always too busy, but I grew up in a military household. So, there, there's a lot of expectations on it, you know, when you're a military kid <laughs> um, and constant moving and, you know, expecting to be, and, and I'm an only child and it's a single parent. And so it's <laughs> like, so <laughs> I, I had a lot of like <laughs> drilled into me to like, just be on, be independent, be as independent as you can. Like don't rely on anybody. So like whenever I read a lot of like, uh, the Ben storylines, I'm always just like sitting in the corner crying. Cause it's like, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> if, if we're talking about like, relate, like I relate, I relate to Leia, but like, I relate to Ben so hard and I find it so much easier to write him from his point of view. Even the smut is like, mm -hmm. and I have been known to switch it up. Like, all right the story and Ben and then the smut and Ray. <laughs> ah. Um, just, which is cheating. Um, but, uh, so, which is why when I wrote uh, the werewolf and Miss Nima, I, I was happy that I was able to do like this fully in Ben. Mm. Uh, but no, I relate to Ben so much, um, just in terms of expectations and behaviors. And he's a quiet, good kid. And they mm -hmm. never know what's happening behind underneath the surface surface, right? Yeah. And he there's a lot of it, a lot of the AUs go through in terms of um so like the the dynamic we set up where Ben is very proper and Leia raised him to be very proper and know about protocol and know how to use the right fork, for instance, in modern mm -hmm. AUs, right? Uh mm -hmm. and is very much like um as a canon, but also in modern AUs, like lives off craft dinner and is poor and um, is learning these things. And there's some fascinating AUs that delve into that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, so like for me with the Ben, with just proper behavior and being on time and um, and then, you know, repressing things and always being, always biting your tongue and mm -hmm. that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> of course what comes out with him, which I'm not allowed to do is when you take a lightsaber and you destroy a console. But <laughs> yeah. That we do the like <laughs> urge to just lash out uh, is so he is such a fascinating character to relate to. So I just find him so relatable. Um, yeah. And then so yeah, so some elements of that because I do write Hanley a, a little bit 
And so there's some elements of that as well that bring in, um, you know, some of her issues as well. So either way, like that side of the family, I relate so strongly to that. It's, it's, it's easy to, to just delve into it. Um, so that actually, I was going to ask this next. So good thing you brought that up. You, you said you write Han Leia. Do you, when you write, when you say you write Han Leia, do you write them in tandem, like within a story of Raylo, or do you have separate Han Leia fix? And then if so, are they like about that family, like dynamic? So I've done both, um, okay. out of, uh, the wolf at the door, which is, uh, it, the prompt was I do a lot of prompt like the prompts on Twitter are just amazing and then you just start rolling with it. Mm-hmm. So the prompt was um Han and Leia are getting divorced again. They do this every 10 years. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Um and <laughs> meanwhile uh Han's assistant Ray and Leia's son Ben are having a secret affair. Something like the prompt is something like that. So what I did was it's all one piece but it's also like a, the first chapter is Ray's perspective. The second chapter is Leia's perspective. Mm. And the third chapter, I think, is either Ray's perspective or Ben. I can't remember whose perspective the third chapter is from. Um, but anyway, so what I tried to do is, it's a Raylo story. And it's tagged as Raylo and it is Raylo. But the second chapter is Leia's story. And it's very much like it's from her perspective i try to do justice to her uh and to her to their relationship to her and hans Mm -hmm. really so all of the issues from the movies but like all of the movies like the original trilogy the sequel trilogy her family history like i tried to do proper justice to her within the like sequel world so therefore like the Raylo affects the Han Leia and the Han Leia affects the Raylo, but they also stand separately. Um, mm. and, and their relationship is resolved separately. Like they, it's, it's natural proper story for them. Um, so I've done that. And then I've also done like just straight Han Leia. Like, okay. Um, and I did, <laughs> uh, I did dark Leia breeding kick, um, which was fun. Well, a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, which is set uh, in the original trilogy. Like it's pure original trilogy. Nothing comes after it. Um, and then I've done, um, yeah, I was going to say, but I've also done like more like joint Raylo Hanlea. Um, but again, whatever okay. I try to do, it's not just a Raylo story where Hanlea show up. Mm-hmm. It's actual proper story for both of them. Um yeah, so I've tried to do both of that. Um, I want to do more Han Leia sort of in the back of my brain. Um, like, it's always sort of like a a plan is to do more like Han Leia. Like, a, I do find them fascinating both within Raylo and outside of Raylo. So within the sequel trilogy and just in general. Like, yeah, so that is the plan. Okay, so I'm going to have to look up the uh the wolf of the door because i think that sounds really interesting i've because yeah i've i've only read a lot of fix where they're they show up (laughs) and then like you get like you know the reconciliation scene with leia and ben or like it's just an ongoing fight with them and something like that but i don't think i've read any single media or it's just like a point of view from 
the the parents and um they're always written so well no matter what fic they're in but uh, i think it'd be interesting to read that like as a separate entity i guess is what i'm trying to go with that um to get like i always try to like to read them to get a better understanding of these characters because it's not like we were given much (laughs) in (laughs) these sequel trilogy so (laughs) any (laughs) interesting thing is that like when it comes to not all not all of it but like I'm towards the older end of the scale with Raylo. Um, mm. Not that I'm like, there are a bunch of Ray, Ray olds. There are a bunch of like older Raylo fans. Oh, old. Um, but like, I grew up with Han and Leia. Like, I grew mm. up with them as my like, romantic couple. Um, so, like, for me, they've always existed separately. From, right. And then when they came back in the sequel, the sequel movies, they are great and they're there and I love that they're there, but like they don't do them full just, and part of it's because Carrie Fisher died and part of it, like there's a whole story. And yeah. I, get, I do conceive of them. It's easier for me. It, it, Yeah. It's just easy for me to conceive of them both within Raylo and also, and I find those dynamics fascinating, but also it's easy for me to conceive of them as a young couple or not even not young couple, but like as a separate couple that have, mm-hmm their own issues their own problems their own concerns that are beyond like their son is part of their concerns but it's not the entire nature of their relationship so yeah so i, I like to explore some of those dynamics that's such a cool perspective i i again learning something new today i i never really considered the the fact that i mean obviously there's a generation of people that grew up with the original trilogy um but i never really taken into account the those people that write fan fiction and how like you're saying it's just easier for you to separate them um i would love to have that conversation on the pod another day i think yeah. <laughs> with like a bunch of like like the ray wolves which i think is really fun I, I love that i'm not i think i'm between the two because i'm only 34 but i got into star wars because of the sequel trilogy i've seen the older ones i saw them i just didn't care (laughs) (laughs) i I grew up on the old like literally grew up like watching the old ones um mom watches no star wars whatsoever but she'll watch for han leia like she like it's just it's and then I saw the sequels and had no interest whatsoever. And then I saw the sequels and they just, my brain went like, bing, 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 bing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I like watching the the original and the sequel like together. They just make my brain go in different that's, ways. That's really cool. I think that would be, I'm trying to plan all these cool like round table discussions. And I think that would be really a really good one to have uh, just like a, a Han Leia or like an original trilogy conversation and how that affects the current writing within the Raylo community. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I do, before we wrap up, I would love to talk about Battlestar Galactica because you're one of the only people that I've had on that writes like, I mean, I've had people that write outside of Raylo, but not to the extent that you do, where you said that you have a lot of Battlestar Galactica and uh, Dark Lena, which I'm, I'm, I've not seen that show, um, but I've, I've heard that there's a lot of overlap between those two characters and, and Raylo. So I'm very curious. Um, but so Battlestar Galactica, um, 
was that like your first love your first fandom essentially uh it was my first fandom but uh that's not fandom the way i mean live journal it was um there's very little interaction they weren't big on twitter so it's like live journal mm. so it was and i was late to the game um so i think i was 2015 when i like started really like a, when i watched show mm -hmm. uh, and then got really really into it and then i delved into the like there's so much fan fiction on live journal so and it's all going to disappear and it's heartbreaking um and so the fandom is is there i kind of missed it um and then by the time i got to it and they were never really on twitter that i know of so with like the the day-to-day -day interaction um i'm sure it was on i'm sure it was on live journal but i, I kind of missed it but mm -hmm. I sort of like inhaled massive amounts of Battlestar Galactica fan fiction, like massive, massive, ma and then I started writing massive amounts of Battlestar Galactica fan fiction. Like it's, it's yeah, like I have tons of it. <laughs> so, and then the nice thing with AO3, once I got on there is I started transferring things over. Um, okay. And then um, some Battlestar Galactica uh, fellow fanatics came out of the woodwork and then so I made some connections there and um but yeah so it's it sort of m my first fandom community but it's very different from Raylo and it's yeah so do you write similar um uh not similar stories but like um what am I trying to ask is Battlestar Galactica writing for Battlestar Galactica writing <laughs> for you more on the um I don't want to say like technical side, but like caniverse. Yeah. Like, is it more that and less like heavy smut or do you still have that line where you make those characters have sex? Because like, <laughs> okay, let's be very clear. I make them have sex. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, there is, um, there was also on live journal, there was also, um, it was called, what was it called? BSG kink, I think. Okay. So separated until large extent there was regular stories and like kink stories and one of the things i love about raylo is it's all just mixed together and it's glorious and you just filter by tags and and rating um but yeah bellstar galactica is definitely simp uh separated more um but yes i make them bang um they bang quite often <laughs> Just in Rayla, because <laughs> there is more. I do write more Canonverse just because I love the Canonverse Battlestar Galactica is so rich and so mm. detailed and rich, and they did it such service, which some other things may not have done. Um, so yeah, so there's a lot more Canonverse in, in there, but I still like to bring in the romantic tension and the, the banging. Um, is it because I'm not familiar with Battlestar Galactica? Um, I've seen, I think I've seen one movie, but it's because my old roommate before I moved here liked it. And so she was like, you should watch this. I was like, yeah, okay. Like, and I thought it was really fun. Um, but in terms of like fan fiction, I guess I'm so stuck in Raylo that I, I, I'm a little ignorant to like outside stuff. So I wouldn't even know, like how the characters in, in Battlestar Galactica would get together to have sex. <laughs> so, like, do, do you use a lot of the in-universe stuff there? Like, what, what goes on in Battlestar Galactica, I guess? Let's start there. <laughs> so, Battlestar 
Actria has way more sex in Caniverse. Oh, okay. <laughs> at Caniverse, like it's ex- like the whole show is considered explicit because there's that much sex. Wow. So there's different ships that you can belong with, and then ships interact, and they yeah, like there's all sorts of. Um, but uh, so it depends on what you want. There's a lot of enemies to lovers, which is great. Um, the ship that I'm mainly involved in is the president of the colonies, Laura Roslin, and her uh, chief um, military advisor, who's the admiral of the fleet. Uh, so that's Bill Adama. Um, and in the show, not spoil Battlestar Galactica spoilers. <laughs> um, <laughs> in the show, they start off as as not enemies, but they start off as rivals. And then by the time you get to the end of the show, their relationship just develops and their lovers at the end um okay so it depends on where you want to put that dynamic uh and there has been great like modern au's there's great but canonverse is is my love with them um and then so there's that um there's some father-son dynamic which with his son which is very interesting very different from ben solo and han solo but still like really the father-son dynamic is fun um, and he falls in love with, like, there's, you know, ships and, and, and yeah. whatever. Um, but the one I, I tend to follow is his best friend. He basically, he falls in love with his best friend who happens to be his brother's ex-fiance. Um, so, yeah, so there's a lot of intershipping, inter, yeah, like there's a lot. Um, but again, in Canonverse and in the show itself, there's a lot of sex. So it kind of makes sense that there's a lot of sex and a lot of shipping. And that. I, f- I fathom that. Well, no, because Star Wars is also really vast, but I guess not, not so much in like visual canonverse. So is Battlestar Galactica more like there's so many things that you could, you could write about because it takes place over across so many years and stuff uh, like that, or or is is it all like central to one time? Not time zone, but like one specific time. <laughs> uh, so, and this is not really spoilers, but so the, the premise of Battlestar Galactica is that um, the Cylons, who are robots who look like humans, mm-hmm. sexy humans, very, very sexy humans, uh, destroy the 12 colonies, um, which are actually uh, occupied by human humans. And okay. so 50,000 galacticans or colonials uh get on ships and they run from the cylons um to a mythical place called earth and they've heard of this place called earth it's called the 13th colony so they want they know there are humans there if they can get to earth um they might be safe and at the same time they got to run from the cylons and fight them and etc etc so place over four years give or take um and there's time jumps and and things happen okay um, but yeah, so you can do most people like do Caniverse, they do it within those four years on the ship, uh, ships. Um, there's also like a, they set up a new colony. So a lot of people do it on the colonies and then, or, or you can do it before the fall. So before the Cylons arrive, because the Cylons, before they destroy things are in, hu- in with humanity. These really sexy robots are wandering around having sex with humans. It's- <laughs> oh, Okay. That sounds so cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> so 
so you did and then it's it's also very um, star wars i tend to think of more as like a fairy tale battlestar galactica i tend to think of as hardcore science fiction Okay. So there's like different dynamics. It's more realistic. They shot it. I I particularly think of the reboot, not the old one. So they shot it like documentary style. Um, but so like the first episode is about how do you get food? How do you get water? How do you get air? How do you fight? How do we get ammunition? How do we find out the Cylons? Like, are there Cylons among us? And yes, there are. And they're all having sex with everybody. It's fantastic. Um, so yeah. So it, like, yeah, it depends on. And then there's modern, it's same with everything, right? Like you can have coffee shop AUs from before the fall and you have Laura and Bill go to Ikea. Uh, <laughs> great. And you have crossovers with, um, with different shows. And like, it's the same with any fan fiction. You can mix and match and make things happen. But yeah. I only just realized that I'm thinking of Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that doesn't sound like anything that I watched. So it's like, look up like, sci-fi show about portals i think it's stargate <laughs> <laughs> so i've seen one stargate movie nothing Battlestar galactica there we go <laughs> uh, but that sounds amazing and now i'm gonna have to figure out where i can watch that because that that sounds like so much fun um and i'll have to read one of your fix too because i could well, i'm so curious now um so do you do you write equal amounts Battlestar Galactica and Raylo, or is it? Are you finding more Raylo nowadays, just because I'm, Twitter? I'm finding more Raylo nowadays because of Twitter, and because like a lot of my Battlestar Galactica is um like it's just I'm kind of stuck on one particular story, which is like 80k in, and I know how it ends, but I don't know how it gets there. Oh, okay, so I'm kind of a little stuck there. Um, so and. It, Raylo, I mean, is just like taking over my brain temporarily. <laughs> Fair. So we just kind of go with the brain. I'm very much a writer in terms of like whatever the brain says goes because otherwise I'm just staring at the screen going. So if the words are coming, just go with the words that are coming and don't worry about whatever else. Um, having said that, I have notebooks full of Star Galactica fan fiction that needs to be typed up and put on AO3. Wow. That's so cool. Like you just have like a ah, that's so neat. Yeah, I'd be like writing everything down. It's like physical, like, ah, that's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> are are you ever <laughs> sorry? I can mute a lot. So then there's a lot of like right like oh okay. Writing. Yeah. So yeah so wow, that's so cool. Um that's so neat. I was <laughs> like, just thinking of like all these like just like stacks of journals filled with like fan fiction. <laughs> like, <it's... laughs> wow. Well, geez. Okay. <laughs> so um, we're gonna start wrapping up here. So um, I kind of like to go into the next section where it's just kind of like uh, if you want to touch on anything that we spoke about, or if you want to add anything to the conversation, you're welcome to like chime in, say some, say something. <laughs> nothing in particular just you know Raylo has been amazing the fandom has been amazing this has been fantastic if you you know uh do a panel make sure to invite me back yeah for sure uh yeah no it's been great like the whole Raylo experience has been fantastic so yeah so just a big general I love you thank you to the fandom and yeah thank you for welcoming me basically 
Oh, that's so nice. Yeah, the Rayla fandom has been fantastic, and I'm happy to hear that. Um, every guest that I've had on so far literally says the same thing, and I'm like, I'm so glad that everyone's found their their, their oh. nice little home and, and space to exist. Um, so last two things. Uh, I always like to um, end with two questions. Um, the first being, what is one good thing about the fanfic world that you enjoy? And you can only pick one thing. <laughs> thing about the fanfic world that I enjoy uh, is that it can mean whatever you want it to mean. Good answer. I love that. <laughs> and then the other thing is um, if there's an author that you're currently reading or um, or if there's one that you think, you know, should get some more, some eyes on their work, you can kind of shout them out here. Uh, Andrina Nightshade. Yeah, Andrina Nightshade. She's amazing. I read something wrong this morning that, and it, she's just like incredible. All right. I'll be sure to link that below for everybody. Um, and where can people find you on the internet? Okay. Um, yeah. So Twitter, I'm random books, which is random and then books. So BKS uh, and a lot of um, platforms on that. So Instagram, I'm that um, Mastodon, I'm that um, that's a Tumblr. I think I'm that. Uh, and then AO3, I'm Dr. DR underscore Roslyn. All right, and we'll have all that linked as well. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at Stitchcraft and Instagram, same name. I don't write on AO3, so nothing there for you guys. <laughs> um, and if you want to be updated on when episodes go live, just be sure to follow the Geeky Waffle Network on Twitter at geeky underscore waffle. Um, at the time of recording, uh, we have launched the podcast so uh <laughs> and um every friday we're doing fanfic friday over on the twitter where we are not only uh recommending some fics from the guests but we're also doing a trope showdown so two uh two fanfic tropes are gonna go head to head and the winner we'll move on to the next one for next Friday. So um, if you're hearing this now, be sure to vote. I'm sure there are people on Twitter right now that are doing it because they're already on it. But <laughs> um, thank you for listening. And thank you so much for coming on. It was so nice talking to you. <laughs> talking to you is so lovely. Thank you. All right, guys. Um, uh, and I don't have a quip to end with this week. I didn't think that far in advance. I just got home from work and had pizza that popped on here so <laughs> uh yeah i will see all you guys next week thanks for listening bye bye